Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. Welcome back. Afternoon Drive. Goodman Mason watches MileHighSports.com. You can reach us, Rocky Mountain Forest Products, Twitter feed, at Mace Denver, at Eric Goodman. If you are looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to RMFP.com. In the meantime, if you're looking to have a great dinner tonight or even a great lunch, highly recommend. You go to Smoke and Dave's Barbecue and Brew. I absolutely love that place. I've been going there for years. It's the only place I'd go to because everything is great on the menu. Now, you're going to hear guys on the radio say, oh, I love that place and everything is great. The place is awesome. I mean, they smoke their meats, what seems like forever. They have great non-barbecue options. Um, Their desserts are fantastic. And once you try it, I promise you, you will not want to go anyplace else. They make their own sauces. They're just fantastic. You can find them in Centennial off of Arapahoe Road. You can also find them in North Denver. And if you're driving up to Estes Park, Rocky Mountain National Park, you'll see about three of them on the way. They're all over the place. Smoke and Dave's Barbecue and Brew. Time now for the lead. The lead is presented by Smoke and Dave's Barbecue and Brew, Colorado's best barbecue since 2007. Go get some tonight in Denver, Centennial, Longmont, Lions, and Estes Park. All right, Andrew, for DNVR.com, uh, you have been tasked with having to write 10, 10 articles. Now, if this was John Elway, you would have been writing five because I think he only interviewed five guys or so when Fangio got hired. But, of course, Peyton made it more difficult on you. You have to go 10. You started with Jared Mayo. Yeah. What do you think? Excellent leader. And I think the thing that, unfortunately, the resume is the thinnest for him. He's only been a coach for three years. Uh, leadership. It's all about leadership. I mean, we heard George Payton talk about leadership, leadership, leadership. On Sunday, and that's kind of what jumps out. He was a team captain seven of eight years as a player. He uh, quickly, he was working in healthcare administration, and he quickly rose to a vice president level uh, within a couple of years of doing that. And so the resume is thin, but he appears to have, the thing that kind of jumps out is he appears to have that one aspect that is leadership. But here's the thing I should ask you. You see hires like this all the time in some other sports. Ex-players, good leaders, relatively thin coaching resumes. We don't see that very often in the NFL. Why not? This well, is more like this is almost like if you hire Gerard Mayo, it's kind of like an like a, a coach hire we see in the NBA or soccer or even baseball sometimes. I think there is more in the NHL and Baseball, and in baseball, hockey, and basketball, I think the leagues as a whole respect the players enough where, while there is a good old boys network, they respect players' opinions. Mm -hmm. And I think that's why you see players become coaches, right? Yeah. Danny Hynote used to play for the Avs. He's now an assistant coach in the league. He wasn't a, a special player. He was a grinder on the fourth line. Mm-hmm. But in the NFL, uh, and I have way too many friends who are black who will mm-hmm. tell you 
there is something about the good old boys network that just doesn't want to let former NFL players in it into the coaching ranks. Glad that Mayo's in it, right? Glad that Aaron Glenn is in it. Yes. But we just don't see it enough. We don't. And like hiring Gerard Mayo would be like the Blazers hiring Chauncey Billups after one year as an assistant. That's the thing. We see this in every other sport. And it's just fat. And do the Broncos want to be the first ones through the wall on this? Because Mayo has a lot, like in terms of the attributes to be a coach, the presence, the intelligence, the leadership, he possesses these qualities clearly. I would say that, I, I listen, I'll, I'll tell you what I know as fact. The NFL wants to see more minority coaches in football. You're mm-hmm. thinking, how do I know this? It's not because of something that I read. They literally have rules about this that say you have to interview multiple minority candidates. Now. Well, but there's another reason. Because I got a phone call from a former longtime executive in the NFL, and his name is very well known in football. He's actually been on the show. <laughs> Why don't we just say what his no, name I'm is? No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. We've had a lot of people on this show. There we go. <laughs> With that, he called me to ask me about Vance Joseph. And I said, what are you doing these days? He said, well, the, nobody knows it, but the NFL has asked me to start helping them with minority candidates. Mm-hmm. I'm guessing somebody started vetting Mayo, right? Yeah. Somebody started vetting Mayo. Why don't you give this guy a shot at least at interviewing? Because the interview process is not easy. You really got to prepare for it if you really want to be good at it. Mayo's going to be Mayo's going to be a defensive coordinator next someplace and maybe here. I think he's getting a courtesy interview, which is great, but he's not going to be hired as a head coach. You don't think he's going to be hired as a head coach? I don't think so. And I do actually think this is it's kind of like an interview that Vance Joseph got in early 2015. Effectively, he was interviewed to be the defensive coordinator. Broncos had him in to be a head coach. He was part of. They were going to hire Gary Kubiak. We all knew that. Right. But they bring in Vance Joseph, who had worked for Kubiak, by the way, in Houston. And they wanted to have him as their defensive coordinator, and the Bengals wouldn't let him out of their contract. And that's how you end up with Wade Phillips as a defensive coordinator. Right. Would have changed, changed history. Pretty good second choice. Yeah. But that's I think I think that is the Mayo interview, and I think this is also the Luke Getzey interview. Well, for those that don't know, and I was I was told the story, mm-hmm. and then ironically, you ready for this? I'm ready for the person anything. who called me about Vance Joseph. Mm-hmm. I said, "Do you know what happened? How he got the head coaching job here?" Yeah, and I'm I think I'm giving him information, right? Right. And I said, "Well, when John." interviewed Vance for the defensive coordinator job. Mm-hmm. John was so impressed, so impressed with him. He basically said, if I ever have a head coaching job opening, I want you to be my guy. Yeah. He said that in so many words. And you know what my guy said to me who was vetting Vance Joseph? Yeah. He said, I know that story too. Mm-hmm. Okay. So with that, Mayo may blow somebody's socks off. Mm-hmm. They hire somebody else and then that guy doesn't work out, and Mayo's going to be the next head coach. There. Right. And by the way, like it, it, looking at the number of minority coaches 
that have been in that are on lists right now. You have uh, the giant. The, the Dolphins have only ha- have five candidates so Vance far. Vance is one of them, and they have Vance Joseph as one of them. Yep. Ja- the Jaguars have Todd Bowles, Jim Caldwell, and Byron Leftwich. Three out of ten interviews, minority candidates. Broncos. It's also three out of ten. Eric Bieniemy, of course, Aaron Glenn, and Gerard Mayo. And the Bears are three out of eight. Todd Bowles, Leslie Frazier, and Byron Leftwich. So you have more minorities getting into the process, but at what point does it lead to more getting jobs? The interesting thing, though, I think with the Broncos minority co- coach candidates compared with other teams is like you look at the Jaguars and two of the three minorities on their list are former NFL head coaches. You look at the Bears list and two of the three minorities are former NFL head coaches. The exception is Byron Leftwich, Bucks offensive coordinator. For the Broncos, on the other hand, these are all assistants. And in the case of Aaron Glenn and Gerard Mayo, assistants who are getting their first interviews for head coaching positions. That's going to, I think that's going to really help these guys. Coming up after the break, Super Bowl champ Todd Davis joins us next to talk about the coaching search. And does he have a guy he'd like to see be hired? And does he think they should have fired Vic Fangio? I know it seems like 10 weeks ago. But it just happened recently. We'll talk to Todd next. Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason. Presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. Welcome back. Afternoon Drive. Goodman Mason. Watch us at milehighsports.com. You can reach us. Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at Mace Denver at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to rmfp.com. In the meantime, you just heard from my friend Eric Cook at the Cook Insurance Agency, a farmer's agency, and I've worked with him for many, many years. Uh, he has done my auto. He has done my home. He also does commercial. He does life insurance as well. He is so great at returning phone calls. He treats you like you are his only client and i absolutely love that he he wants to get you the right policy but it's about you it's not about you know selling insurance he really does care and those are the type of people that i want to work with give him a call today 303-790-8089 303-790-8089 quick programming note we are going to be out of here in about 10 minutes as we have colorado state basketball tonight on Mile High Sports Radio against Utah State. But we'd be remiss if we did not talk to Todd Davis, Super Bowl champ. Time now for the buzz. The buzz is presented by Eric Cook at Farmers Insurance. The Cook Insurance Group, focused on people, not policies. Call today at 303-790-8089. That's 303-790-8089. All right, let's go out to the hotline. I want to bring in our friend Todd Davis, Super Bowl champ. How are you, my friend? Doing great. How are you? Well, I'm sure you have seen the list. You've heard about the list. Dan Quinn, Aaron Glenn, Jonathan Gannon, Gerard Mayo, Kevin O'Connell. Let me take a breath. Eric Bieniemy, Nathaniel Hackett, Kellen Moore, Luke Getze. Breath, Brian Callahan. Who sounds good to you? 
Uh, Eric Bieniemy definitely sounds the best to me. Um, he's an offensive, uh, offensive-minded coach. Has a great mind. You saw, you've seen what he's done over there with the Chiefs. I think that offense with a with a spectacular quarterback here at the Broncos, plus the defense that the Broncos have, um, is a recipe for disaster for other teams. One thing, though, of course, Eric Bieniemy and the Chiefs—they have Patrick Mahomes. So conceptually, how much of that can translate? to what the Broncos have at quarterback if they don't come out with a Russell Wilson or Aaron Rodgers in the next few months? Well, I think, you know, Patrick Mahomes does a great job. I mean, he's a phenomenal player. Um, but outside of him, it's tough covering, um, you know, Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey because of all the things that they do, uh, the different routes that they run, um, the way that they mix up their offense. It's, it's a lot more than just uh, Patrick Mahomes. I think if he was in a very vanilla offense, where you kind of knew where they were going with the football or knew how they like to attack teams, I think he would be less spectacular than he is right now. But because the offensive uh, scheme is so complex and keeps people on their toes, um, I think that's why he's been able to be so great. Let's dig a little bit deeper on this. Um, It's Andy Reid's offense, let's be completely honest. Andy Reid calls the majority of the plays, let's be completely honest. And as you said, they have Mahomes and Kelsey and Hill. What is the danger of hiring somebody like Bienemy? Kind of like what was the danger of hiring Adam Gase when everybody looked at the Broncos' offense, and then Gase wasn't a very good head coach, and then in hindsight it was, well, yeah, it was kind of Peyton Manning's offense. Um, I think there um, could be a downside, but I think that um, he's proven that um, he understands the system. Um, I think that coaches have become in have been great um, being able to learn from other coaches. And I think that every coach at one time had a mentor or um, somebody that they had to learn from. So I think he's been in the system long enough to run it successfully. We were talking talking about this in the earlier segment. One of the coaches on this list is uh, Gerard Mayo, who, uh, like you, former linebacker, he's only been a coach for three years, but longtime leader with the Patriots and even uh, was leading on the business side of things as well for a few years. So my question to you is this. We talked about it earlier. Why do you think in the NFL we don't see hires of recent players with relatively minimal coaching experience the way we do like in the NBA? Chauncey Billups gets the head coaching job in Portland after a year as an assistant. Why don't we see those types of hires in the NFL? Um, I think the NFL, um, you know, it's a close-knit group as far as players and coaches. Um, you know, once you're in the league as a player, um, you know, you're able to stay in the league and find other jobs because you've made it um, to that point. I think the same is true for coaches. Um, I think there's a, a small group of coaches that continue to get jobs, and um, it's just tough for players to break into, uh, you know, that that group and uh, really make a name for themselves. Um, but I, I think a player like Kellen Moore, who's now um, doing his thing over at the Dallas Cowboys, um, and Gerard Mayo, like you mentioned, um, you know, I think there's definitely more coming around, um, and uh, hopefully there'll be a lot more players um, coaching in the NFL because I think those are people who really understand the game. Um, you're able to talk from experience, and I think guys respect that um, because you understand what it feels like to be out there, what it feels like to have all the pressure on your shoulders. And sometimes plays may look good on paper, but in all actuality, when you're out on the field, it may not work based off how everything happens. 
We're talking to Todd Davis, Super Bowl champ. His segment is brought to you by the Davis Fund. I don't know if he had a chance to catch George Payton's press conference, but he was asked more than a few times what he's looking for in a head coach. And it kind of differs from what you said. He said, I'm looking for a leader, someone who's going to energize the building, someone who's going to be the face of the franchise, so on and so forth, an adult in the room. But he wants a guy who's going to be all-encompassing. With that... Do you believe that's the most important quality? Because he did also say, it doesn't matter to me which side of the ball the guy is on. You said you'd like him to be on the offensive side of the ball. So do you agree with George or not totally? I do agree with him. Um, I would like him to be off the court offensive-minded coach to help out the offense um, because we definitely need um, a lot of help there. Um, But I feel like as a head coach, your biggest job is to be able to manage um, the overall team and the organization. You can make a great hire at offensive coordinator and let him do his job. You can make a great hire at defensive coordinator and let his do him do his job. Your job is balancing out the offense. It's being able to communicate with the rookies and then also be able to communicate with the vets to figure out what they need. But then also being able to talk to your offensive defensive coordinator to feel like what the team needs overall. And then you have to be well spoken in post uh, post game and pre game post. Um, conferences and being able to be out there be the face of the team so um, i think you need to definitely be a people person um, and know how to run an organization as a head coach that's the most important thing more so than um, the x's and o's because i feel like you know that's the guy that kind of keeps everyone level-headed kind of sets the tone for the team um you know as far as how the season will go every year Real quick before, because we do have to go, you just mentioned people person and you mentioned uh, leading the organization and less so on the X and O's. Is that where Vic Fangio really kind of fell short in the last three years? Um, I just, I feel like um, as opposed to some of the other coaches I have, uh, he necessarily wasn't the most uh, player coach I've had. Um, I remember some of the coaches I've had um, in my past. Um, and they've been more open to suggestions from the players and made it feel like it was, you know, the players' team as well as the coaches' team and kind of was able to have that balance to where you felt like, um, you know, your coach um, let you run the team, but at, at the end of the day he had the last say-so and whatever he chose to be the best for uh, the team and the organization. But, um, yeah, I, I, would get, I guess I would say so. What do you have in store for the Davis Fund for the upcoming year 2022? Oh well, we're we're starting off twenty two very very strong. Twenty twenty two very very strong. Uh, we got a couple of deals going in. I have a house ready um, to be sold this Saturday. So um, make sure you guys look out for that. Um, we're here just trying to help give back. Um, we are working with some people back home in my hometown of California um, to be able to build uh, from the ground up transitional housing um, for our veterans and uh, families in transition, specifically single mothers. Um, so we look to have those plans ready uh, probably by the middle of next year. So um, we'll be able to break ground soon after that um, and really just be able to give back. If people want to donate or get involved, how do they do that? Uh, the best way is to contact, contact us at com or also email us at davisinvesting.com and check out my social media at davis 51 um, I'll be posting a lot of the things I do, and you can always DM me um, if you want to help. Todd? 
appreciate the time you joined us for a good part of the season. This is our last segment for the season. Hopefully, you will uh, join us um, sp- uh, periodically throughout the offseason because, as we know, it's going to be busy. Broncos are looking for, let's see, an owner, a head coach, a defensive coordinator, an offensive coordinator, a special teams coach, a bunch of other coaches, and a quarterback. Am I missing anything? No, but I'll sign up as the owner if they want me to. Okay, I tell you what, I, I can I can start you off with seventeen dollars. How does that sound? All right, we got to go, my man, Todd Davis, Super Bowl champ. We'll talk soon, my friend. Thanks, Todd. Thank you, guys. All right, that's going to do it for us. We got to go. Nolan, excellent job today. Same with you, Danny. Mace, looking forward to talking about your article on Nathaniel Hackett that you wrote for the DNVR on the show tomorrow. Make it the best possible night you can. Said every kiss was never